0: We live in a surface society that celebrates our outward appearance, our image, and our beauty, and today we're going to talk about how do we navigate it with wisdom. And so you're going to be hearing from lots of different people over the course of our time, but I wanted you to hear from my wife, as when we talk about this, uh, I just think she has some really valuable things to say when it comes to identity, image, and beauty. Uh, And we've all heard the phrase that um, beauty is only skin deep, and yet we constantly have a culture that celebrates the thing that's skin deep. Um, I remember when we were first dating, we'd talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, and uh, you had a hard time with that. Yes. I would love to hear, why, why did you have a hard time with the Proverbs 31 woman? And for those who don't know, it just lists out all these characteristics of what a noble woman uh, would be like. But it, it, it seemed overwhelming to you. Why?
1: Yes. Well, I think to me, it just feels, um, it almost feels like a list of rules and like someone that's perfect and it's unattainable. And um, it doesn't inspire me to want to be like that. It just makes me feel worse.
0: It felt like a weight or a pressure. Yeah,
1: it felt, yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: And I think that's part of where I wanted to begin the conversation, because when we talk about image or beauty, um, there's pressure or expectations as a culture or society, but then there's also some certain pressures and expectations in the church Mm as well and so I just thought maybe what are some of the pressures and expectations that you have felt or you see both as a culture and maybe even within the context of the church
1: Do you mean like image wise beauty wise or just pressures in general
0: Yeah in general of being I would say specifically being a woman being a mom um, image and beauty certainly part of that yeah. conversation yeah.
1: Um, well, that's kind of a loaded question. I, my brain is going a lot of different ways, but I think um, I think obviously outside the church, the pressure is mainly on external, um, and inside the church, it's the focus is more about internal beauty. But it's also what I have found is there can be a um, It can be, I can't think of the right word, but it's almost like a pressure to be doing a lot of good things or beautiful things or things that are about um, just relationships and loving and and all those things that we are called to be as followers of Christ. Um, That that can kind of be the standard of beauty within the church is... Your internal, but then also what you what you're doing to others.
0: Like being um, busy, maybe. But,
1: yeah, but then that's not actually um, from the Lord. It's actually from others. So I think that's the pressure sometimes within the church that we can fall into.
0: Does that make sense? Of trying to be something perhaps that you're not, so that other people think that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Is that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Not it's fun. a. It's a. That's yeah. It's, there's kind of a deep well of stuff in there, but um, well, I, well, maybe
0: speak to it from the so when we started awakening five years ago, uh, one of the hard things for you was this picture of being a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. and maybe that might help kind of clarify, yeah. Yeah. uh, because there's a with every picture, then there's a set of expectations that people uh, have for you or about you, you know, picture of being successful, picture of, you know, being a good mom or dad. And so then there's a set of expectations. So why was that hard?
1: Well, I have a hard time with any title in life because, um, or label or label. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but pastor's wife, I feel like is almost the opposite of just. Like, daughter of the king, that inspires me to be loving God, loving others, loving the church. But pastor's wife puts this label on me that kind of the world or the church or whoever has put on me. And then there's a pressure. And if I'm living out of that, actually really gross things come from it. So whenever people say I'm a pastor's wife, I can't help but correct them. (laughs) I am married to a guy that works at the church, that loves Jesus, and I love helping at the church, but pastor's wife is not, it's really, I it doesn't don't feel, it does not define me, yeah. and I actually don't identify with it. And I think there's actually a lot of people within the church that even like, like kids director, they don't think of themselves as a Sunday school teacher or whatever is in their brain is um, whatever that looks like, but they feel different from it. And I, I think that's okay, and that's beautiful, and as long as God's, you know, given you vision and wisdom along the way, then, then leaning into that. But when you're just leaning into the pressures of the world, it actually, in whatever way it is, I was thinking about this this morning, that we feel pressures, um, you know, our outward appearance, we feel pressures even just relationally of, you know, being close to different people, or wanting to please other people, make other people happy, and um, we have internal pressures. We just have so many pressures, right. really. And um, and I think the more I live my life, my definition of beauty is actually the people that just love really well. Like it's actually really simple. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're super cool or um, whatever, that they just love people really well. Yeah. That's really beautiful, actually.
0: Yeah, no, that's such a great way to say it. I love that. Uh, and and we need to redefine what beauty is because yeah. beauty then becomes kind of our the, the pressures that we feel. Like right. we want to have a beautiful home. We want to be beautiful people. Yeah, definitely... We want to have beautiful kids. We want to have right. a, you know, we may not say it in the work, but we want to create beautiful work. Um, right. might be the pressures that we begin to mm-hmm. feel. So... Um, like, what is that transition for you? Or how is it making that transition from the pressures of maybe of your, like, home, work, kids, to loving really well and, yeah. and living a beautiful life?
1: Yeah, I think that each year I get more in tune with my motives mm. of why I do things. And so if I am, you know, getting dressed up or whatever for other women actually do this for other women a lot of times just for their approval. Um, or is it for my husband or is it for myself? Because I feel better. Um, is it just, you know, taking care of myself or whatever it is. If the motive is for, um, something that is not good or if it's something that's good, then that's like a good, you know, place to put your energy towards. But, um,
0: So what do you do like when you kind of realize, sometimes we don't realize the motive wasn't good, but when you realize oh, my motive's not I was I was dressing this way for other ladies, you know, I'm going out or whatever, I mean, is there something that you do to help remind you or recenter yourself?
1: Mm, I don't know if I have a specific solution I just think Trying to be aware of it and trying to be sure that my motives are in the right place. I think God honors when you keep your motives pure, and um, yeah, and I think you know sometimes people will say you're doing that because you know friends, I mean, sure. spouse or whoever will speak into things and say, well, why are you doing this? Not necessarily about dressing up, but even if it's. Thing along those lines, where your motives are for other people's approval, is basically right the root of that.
0: Yeah, and that seems to be especially the pressure today with more image management that we have, mm-hmm. whether it's with online and what we post yeah. Yeah. to um, what how people view us, you know, in a social context or at the school or yeah. what they see. Um, what are maybe some of the areas that? You, that you have seen that are kind of common areas for people with image management and then uh, some of those motives that that can help redirect? Because sometimes you do things for a really good reason mm-hmm. and um, and everyone else is going to maybe even say, someone else might say, well, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um. Um,
1: well, I mean, I, w- I have... Couple different answers to that, but I'm not exactly sure.
0: No, it's a confusing if question. If
1: you're was... thinking more, just image in general, or beauty, or
0: yeah. Well, and I think I'm trying to toe the line, just because. Yeah. I, I, guys, us guys don't naturally identify with beauty.
1: Right.
0: Um, maybe some do, but as in general. And, but image is something that us guys really struggle with, and we want to have a good image. And so I think those are kind of parallel. Uh, maybe not exactly the same, but, but being, being someone who's beautiful, uh, I think in, in the image of who you are, the image of a beautiful person or something like that, I'd say, so I'm trying to kind of merge those. merge those a little bit so that we're speaking to...
1: I I I guess my only thing is I think the probably the bridge for us all it is that the Holy Spirit is going to convict us when our motive is for others or if it's for the Lord and I think when it's for others it gets really messy and it's very um, it's actually pretty gross but when it's just for the Lord there's freedom and peace and joy and those things that come from it and I think probably the thing that we all could grow I know I need to grow in um is just pausing and checking in with him a lot more throughout the day of kind of why am I doing this why am I running around from one thing to the next and um why am I worried about what this person thinks about me or why am I Discouraged about this one thing, or kind of asking the Lord really about that, and He loves to tell us, and He actually is so, so sweet about it.
0: Uh, one of the things that I, I think we kind of have been st- talking about. And I just wanted to recap: is it started the conversation of image and beauty, and that we just live in a world that there's a lot of pressures externally. But then there's a lot of pressures internally that we feel, and and, and it's both and and uh, in that uh, one of the things that I thought was so helpful is we have to uh, get back to a, a root, like a true definition of beauty mm-hmm. and redefining that from um, whether I look a certain way, have certain things. Um, to how well do I love? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always, our, our ability to love is always built into our identity uh, of who, how well we're loved. How well, you know, you, you talked about, you know, not being a pastor's wife, but being a daughter of the king. Mm-hmm. And when you're a daughter of the king, it frees you up to love really well. And so it's always rooted back uh, into our identity. And so then you're talking about checking. Motives, examining why am I doing this? Is this for the Lord um, or for? And then you can really fill in the blank. Is it for other people? Is it for this? Is it for myself? Whatever, but really examine your motives. And so I thought that might be a good place to get us to Proverbs 31, where we started off in the conversation. And I just was, I wanted to read the end of it because it actually brings us back to where we started um, yeah. the basic series, uh, where it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Of wisdom, um, But I, I want to start with verse 29. said, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I just thought I'd start there. And,
1: and say, You're trying to woo me Yes, this yes, passage. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, it is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, verse 30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. The external, the, mm-hmm. the skin things that, you know, we put. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And uh, I, just, I just thought maybe hearing from you, what does that look like or what does that mean when you hear, um, okay, a woman who fears the Lord, who has this awe and respect, this wanting to please Him above uh, all else? What does that look like and what does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, it kind of just overwhelmed me, actually. Um, Yeah, I think when our view of God is being so big, um, we live with the fact that each day is a gift and that our days are numbered and um, that when we're before Him, what are we going to want to say that our time was like and how we spent it? And it's not going to be that we curled our hair or we went to crossfit or you know whatever it is it's going to be um that we were faithful with the people around us and and i w- was thinking about jesus i mean he was he was just so radical in his love of loving the unlovely and um and just so it was just that's what was like so radical about him right and i think as the church we've kind of drifted in some ways and we personally have all drifted in some ways and we're a reflection of that but um yeah i just think as we realize that he's so big we realize actually how small we are and how short our time is yeah
0: so good uh, when we go to the ocean I think that's one of the things you always comment and reminded of uh, just the how big the you know expansive it is and it reminds us of how small we are um I hate you like, like did. yeah I mean
1: yeah
0: any other like part of what, what's going on there or just just no. thinking about yeah no it's just big yeah it's unbelievable um and then I just, one last question, and it, I think it would be something that might be really helpful. We have um, a lot of young people in our church, which is, I love it, and we have a young daughter and two young boys. And in light of our whole conversation, um, what what is it that you would want to, maybe it's what you're trying to instill in our daughter or in our kids, um that you see a young twenty-year-old, like what? What is it that you would want to maybe share with them? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think when I was twenty, I wish I would have uh, got my eyes more on Jesus and less on others because I was pretty consumed with keeping a lot of people happy. That then I wasn't as full because. I wasn't as full of Jesus as I could have been because I was so concerned with other people. Um, And so I just would say that the time you make for Jesus is time well spent, and you never regret taking time to just spend with him. And so being good at saying no to things and being wise about what you say yes to, I think if you can learn that when you're 20, will really serve you well as you get older and... Yeah, that ultimately you want the Lord, things to be right between you and the Lord. Right. More than other people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's so good and such a great place to, you know, conclude our conversation. Thanks for taking time and and doing this. And um, yeah, excited to see how we as a community learn how to. how to live out what it means to be truly beautiful that we long to be known as a church as a people uh, by our love so may you go and love others well